afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Club Pro Chatter, season number four, episode one. I think that's how we're going to label these, Scotty. Again, Club Pro Chatter is brought to you by the Minnesota Section PGA. We got some new leadership uh, going on for these uh, for these podcasts, Scotty, and we got Tone and Kaylee going to help us out as we move along. Uh, maybe you should just introduce everybody as to the new uh, structure here and how we're going to work this. Yeah, so we're live in color. It's uh, it's kind of like the Wizard of Oz. Uh, maybe too much color between with you and I, but uh, people are used to not seeing us. So we actually have to shave. Some of us have to shave, um, do our hair. Some of us have to do our hair. Some don't. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing this on Zoom, and we're going to be making this available. Um, our, our hope is to do in season, uh, once every two weeks, and then in the off season, once a month, uh, provide regular content. We'd love to have people hop on the show. This platform is going to make it a lot easier and tone and Kaylee are going to accompany us, uh, on this wild ride season four. So here we go. All right, Scotty, uh, for apologies, I want to do something a little bit different. Everybody knows that was one of our favorite segments. But I want to do something a hair bit different here uh, for the first segment of apologies of our new season. And so how this is going to work is that I'm going to give a topic that I want you to apologize about. And then you can give me a topic that you want me to apologize for. And I'll start. I don't like this. I don't don't, like this. I'll start because there's something I need you to apologize to everybody about. And, um, and, and then while you're talking about that, maybe you can come up one for me. And if you can, that's fine. We'll just go to the next segment. But really what I want you to do, Scott, right now is I would like for you to apologize to everybody for the whirlwind that is your life right now and explain to people where you're at in your, in your world, how you got there, and where you came from in the last nine months. Okay, I can't get too long-winded because I think there was a complaint the last time we talked about my life. They said, oh, this is a Scott McDonald show. Um, No, so I uh, was the head golf professional at Summerbee last year. I think that was our last episode, which was we figured like seven months ago. So um, maybe that's what you can apologize about, why we haven't had a podcast. That's that's what you're going to apologize about. Anyways... Um, so I was the head golf professional at Summerbee, and I, I love Summerbee. I love the membership. I love the club, the course. Um, and it, but what it boiled down to is the nature of being a head pro. I've been a head pro for nine years. I've been in the industry seventeen, and I've got four kids. And uh, the time away from my family just wasn't worth it. So I decided to resign as um, head golf professional at Summerbee. And um, who knows what I was going to do? Lo and behold, one of my best friends. Um, Luke Benoit started a product called the Ripstick and and started a company and he's brought me on as the vice president of Ripstick. I'm going to be moving back to Alexandria. I'm going to teach at Minnewaska Golf Club, a place that I love and was head pro for eight years. And big thing is help the section, help uh, our members. And, and, you know, um, my, my, my biggest thing in the next eight years as secretary is to uh, provide um, and for the PGA member and also um, reiterate the value of a PGA member, because I feel like us as PGA members, every single one of us is undervalued right now with how uh, busy golf is. Um, so I apologize 
that uh, I've done all this to all of you, uh, especially Greg. It's really, you know, he didn't have a heart attack this winter, but um, I think when I told him what I was going to do, he um, maybe he, he, I don't know what he thought. But anyways, Greg, why have we not had a podcast? Could you apologize for that? Yes, I will apologize for that. And I'll also apologize to everybody for your comb over hair and your shaved face. Nobody recognized you for the last 10 months. So it's good to have you back. So let's get back to the old hair. All right. Because again, you're not a comb over guy. When you took the summer bee job, that was the first thing I said is, oh, great. Now you're going to be a suit and tie. And then worse than that is you come in with this slicked over hair and you're like this person I didn't even recognize. So there's my apology let's about be, you. Let's be honest. I haven't changed at all. You can keep telling yourself that that's fine. I'll apologize for the podcast idea. Now, Scott and I got, well, probably me more than Scott. I got, I got busy with life and uh, I got pulled back into being on the board of directors here for the Minnesota PGA and I'm glad to do it. And then I got more involved with my radio station here in town. Then my kids were not playing, were playing, then we're not playing and battling all those things. And so I did not push hard for let's get club club pro chatter going again. So thanks to tone and Kaylee, we are kind of, we're on the right path again. And then, you know, we went through some change. Maggie was our rock for all those years of kind of getting the stuff lined up and doing all the, uh, all the technological things. And so tone and Kaylee know that you and I just aren't good at that. You know, that's not, and I know you like to think you are, but we're not, all right? That's not what we are. So so we're better at just yip-yapping. And so if they can get us going in those regards, we can do our yip-yapping and that's where we are. And because of this new technology with Zoom and you know, I'm doing one with ours with StreamYard, it's easier for us to get together and do these episodes. So we're gonna try to be more consistent. We're gonna try to do a couple of months in, in, the, uh, in the summer months. And it does, I don't think it totally means that we're out of bounds for doing some together. Is that right, Scott? No, we're, we're, we're still planning on being together, especially at some of the majors. I know you're talking, you're going to play the tape market this year. That'd be fun. Uh, oh, maybe it's off now. Um, so, and, and then, you know, section championship for sure. We've always had on site for that. Uh, maybe a couple of others. Uh, depending how you or I play at the state open, if we're in good moods afterwards, maybe we'll have one. Um, but, uh, no, it's, uh, it's, it's great to be back, uh, together. Uh, it's, uh, I think we're, we're really excited. Uh, we're going to unveil some new things, uh, bring tone and Kaylee in on some segments, but, uh, did you get to, to watch the players yesterday? How, were you glued to the TV during that train wreck of, of some of those shots out there? Yeah, it was really a, a great show. And again, we know the players is the fifth major. I didn't get to see a lot of Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I was officiating most of those days. But Sunday, I bellied up to um, to the big screen TV and I just uh, I went after it, Scotty. And I, uh, I sat there through most of it. I fell asleep on holes eight and nine of the leaders. Uh, but other than that, that was my afternoon nap. Other than that, I pretty much got to see all of it. Uh, I'll start off with the first question for you. Would you like to see it as a fifth major or do you like it as it is? Um, I like that it's kind of elevated as the, I don't know that 
the tradition, the, the other majors have been along so much longer than that. So I find it very difficult to bring in a fifth major. I think the, the newest one is uh, the Masters, which was started uh, late 30s. So, I mean, the players, if I remember correctly, started maybe the early 80s. Um, oh, you can a, check that one. Yeah, first. that's a good fact check. Yep. Um, but I remember Nicholas winning it there. Or, you no, know, who was it? Steve Pate or something or another. But I'm I, I like that it's dubbed quote unquote the fifth major. But I don't think it should be something that oh Tiger's and not at fourteen or fifteen anymore. Now he's at seventeen, right? Because the old thing used to be that U.S. AMs and British AMs were part of the majors. You know, Nicholas doesn't have 18, he's got 22 or whatever it is. So um, I like it where it is. The money, the money itself brings enough added to it. Two point what, seven? 2.7 for JT. Yeah. Yeah, Scotty, I'm, I'm with you on this. I actually hate the talk of it being a fifth major. I think that the talking heads of golf should shut that down as fast as possible. I think it would do golf uh, really well to just consider the four majors, the four majors uh, kind of lines up with tennis, which I know people are like, well, that's, that doesn't mean anything, but as you know, a fifth major brings in all these questions. Did I win one in the past? Then am I a major winner? Because I haven't won this. If Westwood had won, would he be considered a major winner because he doesn't have any majors so far? All those things now are just put to bed. If you say our four majors are set. It is what it is. We don't need to talk that way. I love it back where it is on the calendar. Yeah. I think it really helps the event to, uh, there it is, uh, 1974. Nice check tone, beautiful. 1974 is one of the players. I think it just goes back to that it doesn't need to be a major. And and I, I think that it's, it's best where it is on the calendar because it's before the Masters. It, they can gear up towards the Masters. When it was in May, I just, it didn't feel like it fit very well. And I don't know. I just didn't feel like the golf course was as good either. I feel like it's a, a better golf course now. A grass was greener. Um, I know that that's not always, you know, a big deal. But for those of us in the north, we like seeing really green grass when it's wintry outside. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, uh, I think, it's, I mean, not, if, even if it never becomes a major, it's still a great event. And, and that venue I don't know if there's a better um, hold on the, the wheel than, uh, you know, 16, 17, 18. Um, it's, it's a really tough finishing stretch and you see some weird things happen even before it. Um, you know, um, I thought maybe the, there was a lot of unbelievable shots, but I thought JT's tee shot on 18, would you hit that big looper like that with that water all up the left-hand side and just hug it? I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy. I would I would play a slinger in there, but I would not uh, I would not try to over sling it that much, and I'd probably block it right. But yeah. I definitely wouldn't start it over the water and cut it back. But I think you would, right, Scotty? You would. I'd probably play it off the uh, off the water and just kind of push it away from the water. But it's tough because the the your miss on that shot when you're playing a fade like that is just to come out of it and shove it even more. And then you're in the pine straw and that pin placement, that front left pin yesterday, if you tug it at all, you're in the water. So well, it's, yeah, it's just a great finishing stretch. Plus playing a cut, as you know, if you come out of it a little bit, you got 213 left in rather than 
you know, JT, you know, he's flung that five wood, but what do you have? 121 or something? Yeah, it just something. it was it was crazy. Yeah. Did you see his club twirl after uh the late club twirl after he saw that it stayed out of the water? No, I did not. Oh, it was quite comical. So he kind of did the oh no, it's going in the water deal. And he's holding the club over here, and then when it bounced straight, he grabbed the club back and he did a little he did a little twirl again, just that time after it landed. Yeah. 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 No, after it was finished, it was beautiful okay. because and some people don't like you know, he, some people view that stuff as a little arrogant, a little cocky. I don't know. JT comes across to me, and he was who I was cheering for because, as you know, Scotty, there's a lot of guys on the leaderboard that I didn't really care for. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know that. So yep. Lee Westwood. Uh, two weeks in a row, 47 years old. He's older than me, uh, definitely older than you. How do you find yourself, because he's uh, on the European Ryder Cup uh, team, I think he's the captain this year. Is that right? Is uh, he the captain? Go and check that. I think it's Harrington's the captain. Oh, it's Potty. That's right. So he's playing for a spot yep. uh, on Potty's team, which right now looks like a no-brainer. I just can't cheer for him, Scotty. And I told myself, I even told my daughter, I said, he's the same age as me, basically. I should be cheering for this guy. It shows that the golf ball doesn't know how old you are, but it, the golf ball seems to know for him on Sundays, doesn't it? Boy, um, yeah, he, I, I just, I have nothing against him, but he's just kind of one of those flat-lined uh, players out there. Um, you know, he's been in the mix so many times. It's, it's tough to not cheer uh, for him to win like a major, you know, he's been close at the masters probably the most he plays great mm -hmm. there. He does. Um, so um, something like that, I, I think I cheer for that, but yeah, he's, I mean, it's, he's not the most electric guy. I mean, I think it was pretty cool that what he did at Bay Hill where he like imitated Bryson after carrying the water on you know that sixth hole where Bryson covered the entire lake and Westwood kind of mimicked him so maybe he's lightening up a little bit but um yeah he's um he's just kind of goes about his business that's that's what he does so um but yeah I mean really good shot at Augusta great form and great track record there okay next question for you Bryson yes what he's doing right now, good or bad for the game of golf? Um, well, so I was on, uh, you know, Brad Cole's got that and David Branstead have this uh, podcast called 10,000 Swings. And uh, I talked about maybe we could have some sort of a trivia contest, us versus them. Um, but we were talking about Bryson and, and the whole distance thing with, with my new job with Ripstick. It's, I mean, distance has never been bigger in, in the game. You're older than I, I am. Once you agree, this is the biggest it's ever been talked about. Yeah. Let me interject on that. It is, but guess what, Scotty, it's the same thing back in 1990, 93, when I played in college, the guys who hit it big were the guys who were all talked about, you know, people, we'd talk about the guys from Northwestern or Bethel, the, the schools that I played against who were like, Oh, he hits it so far. And it doesn't matter what the number is. It's farther than the other guys. And that's mm -hmm. to me what Bryson is. It's like everybody talks about this stuff, yet we've seen in some tournaments like at the Masters where he was nowhere to be found. I mean, it just, it happens. And, and I know that, you know, Rory said some comments the other day about uh, if this is how they're going to set up stuff. And I, I wanted to say, whoa, 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 whoa. 
the U.S. Open has been set up like that for, for years now. And Bryson just did all the things right to win. And I'm sorry, golf, yeah, distance helps. There's no doubt about it. But at some point, I think Bryson's going to break down. I mean, I don't know how your body can uphold those kind of swings for that long. So he's got a five-year window in my mind. And uh, I, I'll answer when you're done, though, but about good or bad for golf, because I could go either way on it. Um, I think, you know, I think it's – here's what I think. I think it's good because it gives – the media, something to talk about, and any more light that we can be brought to the sport is great. Um, what he's doing is has never been done before um, to this extent. You know, this distance, it's just unbelievable how far he's hitting the golf ball. Um, but you're totally right, and, and I said this yesterday. Um, if he would have had accuracy yesterday, he would have won the tournament, right? I mean, makes it that great eagle on 16. Um, and, and, and yeah, if he would have early on kept in the fairway and he, and uh, the issue wasn't even his driver. It was, I mean, he topped it with like a hybrid or a fairway wood. Right. So it's, I mean, and that those are clubs that you don't need to hit it far. You're using them because they're going shorter and you have more control. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, the greatest thing I, I think I can say about the whole distance thing was in November, final round, he played with Bernard Longer, and Bernard Longer beat him at Augusta National. And Bernard's 63 years old. So there, there goes, you know, how big is distance? Well, distance is important, but it's not everything. It isn't everything, and it does help. But it, when people are clicking, you also find, too, Scott, that when guys are clicking, they seem to be hitting it farther. And it's yes. that timing and uh, just the compaction of the ball at the right time and the club head squaring up perfectly. So I have no problem with it overall. Uh, I, I love to hear people talk about it like it's the end all. We got to dial back and we got to do all this. And I just don't agree with that. Leads me to my last question before we move on to uh, our next segment, because I, I always prod the bear on this one. Scotty, does golf really need Tiger? Um, here's, you want to, you want to know, I, I, I remember you, you texted me this yesterday and I started thinking about this. Here's what I'm going to say right now. No. And here's why. And you hate this word, but I'm going to say it because of COVID because of the demand of, of people, how big of a shot in the arm golf got this past year. And it wasn't anything to do with the tour or any majors or any championships. Sure, Tiger winning the Masters two years ago was was huge, epic, and that gave it a little shot. But the pandemic has given golf the best shot in the arm since Tiger came on the scene. So right now, I, I really don't think we do, um, be, just because of that. And we're having another summer that I think is going to be one of the best golf years ever. So I don't think we do. Um, but I, I think you always need that, that star um, and who it is. You know, Brooks is banged up. He misses the players. Rory is questioning why he should have chased the, the distance. Is it Bryson? But Bryson's not that lovable, captivating figure that people can rally around. So who is it? Is it maybe Jordan coming back? You know, if Jordan won the Masters, how good would that be for, for golf? I mean, that would uh, – somebody that – was down on his luck and, you know, comes back and does that. So 
I'm saying no. And I'm the biggest Tiger fan ever. But Tiger's also what, 45, 46 now? How much 45. more relevant was he? Yeah, how much more relevant was he going to be? What That's do you true. think? And Scotty, and you know the reason I said all that was because I personally felt like what's happening now was already up and coming, which is the JTs, the DeChambeau's, the Dustin Johnsons. It is a bigger conglomerate. And I think Bryson is a similar polarizing figure to what Tiger was. I think that you either love him or hate him. And I think, I don't think there's much in between for Bryson because some people view the single length shafts as, oh, that's pretty cool and innovative. And other of us go, who does he think he is? You know, that, that he can just come in and reinvent golf. And I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that I find myself not cheering for DeChumbo. De that's what I call him. So again, <laughs> that was kind of my way with Tiger. I didn't cheer for Tiger because I hated how he treated people. But again, I just, and now Tiger became this better person. I kind of found myself cheering for him at the Masters and I hope he gets better. I don't know if he's ever going to play again, but I just still don't think, and I, I, I hear you, Scotty, on the COVID bit. That's a good take that because of COVID, golf is in a phenomenal place right now. We're seeing it on all of our clubs nationwide. Um, I, I tell this to a lot of people. If your club is struggling financially, you maybe need to do an audit. You maybe need yeah. to check the books, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, this is what it is. So let's move on to a next segment called Knowing the Rules. Uh, let's bring in Tone Polito. Knowing the Rules is brought to us by Green Image Golfscapes and our good buddy, Denny Peralt. So, Tone, um, I'm not going to say that this happened or didn't happen, but I, I found myself on Wednesday the other day kind of yelling, I think the three minutes are up. And so <laughs> just walk us through a little scenario here because I think this is a controversial deal. So Scott McDonald, let's just say Scott McDonald, okay, just for argument's sake. Scott hits one left in the fescue, and um, and we're the lead cart, and we drive down there, and, and we start ball searching. But Scott walks, you know, because he gets mad at his little snap book. So he starts walking from the tee, and his partner drives his cart up. When technically does our three minutes looking for his ball start, and when does it end? So if you guys are, are you in that scenario, are you guys playing in a partner event or are you guys just paired up together? We For the have sake a, of it, let's four say balls it's stroke going, play. But really it's stroke go, play. Yeah, yeah, stroke so play. I, so if you guys are partners, then the moment that Greg starts to search for the ball, your three minutes start. So basically it's, if you're, you know, playing individually, it's when you either you or your caddy begin searching for it. Um, or if you're a partner event, that also applies to your partners or your uh, partner's caddy. So then kind of once that time starts, then you got three minutes from there. If there's any interruption, you know, I, you know, from something, you know, if you accidentally identify a wrong ball, you know, the time would stop, but uh, basically you got three minutes. It could start and stop depending on different circumstances. Um, but once that three minutes starts, you got it to the end. And then after that, the ball is lost, even if you find it after the fact. So that's, that's my, because I think that I, I know we've had it happen before where someone is going back to re-t and greg snow's like hey i found it don't hit now if that's after three minutes you still got a re-t right correct yeah i mean i've had it multiple times at events where you know we had, a, I had a, at the pj tour qualifier last year where you know the three minutes were up um the players walking back to the tee after the three minutes you know 30 seconds later you know we found his ball and, you know, even though you found it, the ball is, uh, the ball is no longer in play at that point, it's a wrong ball. So the player has to, has to re-tee. 
That's interesting to me. Again, we play in a lot of pro-amps tone, and you know how difficult that would be is, you know, you got an am that you got to send back, and he's like, really? I have to go, yeah, sorry, start driving your cart. Yeah. And then we find it. And again, we nobody put the clock on. What's kind of the unwritten rule for the clock deal? I mean, do we... I hate to say you just, you're, we're not, we're not like you at a tournament tone where you maybe hit the stopwatch or maybe you don't, I don't know. What, what's the kind of golden rule there that we should abide by? Should it be a spirit of the rule deal or, you know, just kind of, are you all, are we guessing? Yeah. I mean, I would say if you're not, you know, I mean, at events, you know, I know that we, you know, I'll have like on my Apple watch or I know like, you know, our volunteers actually have stopwatches, you know, so we do that. But if it's outside of that, I would at least say, you know, kind of golf is about, you know, being, you know, you know, having that good etiquette and, you know, protecting the field in that way and, and kind of applying to rules on yourself. So I would say having a, you know, if you don't know the time exactly, you know, we can all judge when it's kind of been past that first three minutes. Um, so I think, you know, that kind of comes down to, you know, having, you know, a good spirit about it and, you know, saying, you know what, I, I know it's been past three minutes. Uh, even if, you know, just take a look at the the clock before you start, at least that would give you a judge of, you know, if it's 1230, you know, you got, you know, 1233 or 1234, depending on, you know, kind of when the seconds right. are. So I, I would say, you know, that's kind of the best thing to do in those circumstances. Scott, you got any final questions on that? I know three minutes isn't a long time. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm, it's crazy. Definitely went down in, in regards to, you know, from going from five to three, you know, these last few years of kind of, you know, applying those rules there. Um, and like I said, I've had a few circumstances last year where if we had that five minutes, we would have found it, but, uh, you know, kind of, if you got that three minute rule, you know, rule, just try to at least get where you think the ball is in the best. And hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll find it. I think in most cases you do. Tone is tone. How hard is that as the uh, tournament director to enforce a penalty like that on somebody, especially <laughs> let's say it's a Scott McDonald, you know, I mean that, that you know, it's, it's three minutes and 18 seconds. And somebody in the group says, Hey, I got it here. How to explain to us for you, what's your range of emotions? Uh, it's definitely not easy, you know, to apply a penalty to anybody, you know, especially, you know, as you get to kind of learn the, you know, who all the players are and work with them. But I think, like I said, going back, going to the spirit of the competition, you have to apply the rules fairly to everybody. You know, you can't really have, you know, favorites. So, you know, I think most players who are playing in our events kind of understand that and, you know, they're going to take it, um, you know, not like I'm seeking anything at them. It's just, that's what the rules are. I have to follow. I, well, I just, gee, I just want you to think about who the toughest person in the section would be to give that ruling to and keep it to yourself, but just think about that. Well, well, I'll close with this, Scotty, is I, I think the reason we want to do this is we know a lot of section people watch these. And that was kind of our, our goal is to get section uh, members to kind of go after these. Understand that Tone's job is hard. Darren DeYoung, two tournament coordinators before you, Tone, used to always say, it's really hard to give a penalty to somebody who helps give you your paycheck. And I think that's on us, not on you, to realize that your job isn't easy. And we have to be better about if you say three minutes and 20 seconds, it's not because you're being a jerk. It's because you're trying to apply the rules fairly to everybody. And sometimes we have to be, this is what I hate about the guys on the PGA tour when they argue with the with tour officials or when they argue with the rules officials, it's like, these guys are not trying to hurt you. That's not their goal. 
they're trying to be fair. And so anytime I see a player argue with a term, I just chalk them up as that's not a guy I cheer for. Can't cheer <laughs> for him, you know, because they just think they're know-it-all. So I want to finish by saying that tone is that it's good for us to understand how hard it is for you. And, um, and we need to do a better job of making sure that uh, we understand that this isn't easy for you as well. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. But, it, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, we just keep on, uh, you know, I'll apply the rules fairly to everybody, you know, in all circumstances. So know that I will do my best to make sure that you have the best outcome. All right. Thanks, Tone. And uh, so that segment of Knowing the Rules brought to you by Green Image Golfscapes. Denny Peralt, he's got all your needs for, he can hook you up with all your needs for synthetic turfs and synthetic greens. And Scott, you and I have had a chance to play on some of them. He can be reached at 612-804-9352 or go to his webpage, greenimagegolfscapes.com. If you have trouble finding it, I did do some searches. I even typed in Denny Peralt Greens and it actually came up on LinkedIn. So he can be found anywhere and uh, he's a good dude. So I'll look him up. All right, Scotty, section tournament calendar. How excited are you now that you're going to have all this free time, all right, to play in some events? Well, uh, I mean, I'll have some freedom, but uh, I, I mean, I don't know if I could play. I don't know if anybody could play in all these events. Some? See? Yeah. Some? It, it, <laughs> I, I mean, this is the busiest section. We talked about it on the board meeting today. This has got to be the busiest section calendar that I've ever seen in my career. Would you agree? 100%. Uh, I, I'm looking through the calendar and I'm trying to figure out a way to get to all. I like to support these events. I want to go out. And of course, I just came up with a shameless plug for my own little event here, KWLM Pro-Am. You know, we couldn't find a date, Scotty, because yeah. we wanted to. And so we're a day after the tape mark. Well, that doesn't seem to work, right? But we're going to try to make it work. And it is difficult, but I'm excited about the new event. Scott, why don't you introduce our brand new big event that's coming up in early May? Yeah, so we've got um, the Twin Cities Open. Uh, so I was instrumental in this. There's When I was in the Indiana section, they had a Northern, a Southern, and a Indianapolis Open. Two-day events open to AMs and professionals. So I kind of pitched it to the junior golf committee and the tournament committee, because I think, uh, you know, everybody, the only events really that we get to play with AMs is the state open and uh, golf champions. You know, those are only the only ones. So this is a great opportunity for AMs. I think you got to have a six handicap or less to, uh, to play in it. So I'm yeah, out. No, you're good. Okay. <laughs> you're a pro. But it's really um, close. Tone, we might have to move that up to seven or eight for me. Yeah, for <laughs> you. But uh, so, yeah, Twin Cities Open. It's May 11th and 12th. It's at Tanner's Brook, where I think, uh, you know, uh, Brischke's been at for forever. And I think we had a Luther event there, what, probably eight years ago. And you know who won it? Uh, Jack Warrell. Jack Worrell, our good friend. Yeah. I played with him. Really? Yeah. We played so, together that day. So that's May 11th and 12th, Tuesday, Wednesday. Greg, it might be a tough stretch for you uh, playing golf because we've got the match play the day before at Mendocota. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm skipping the match play because I've got a high school event that day, but I'm gonna try to play. We're gonna be in California when the registration opens, Scotty, and uh, me, you, and J Dubs and J Nell are going to be lined up at 7 a.m. California time to Is register. Is that what time we gotta register? Yes, I've already scoped it out because it's 9 a.m. Central. So we're going to be at 7 a.m. before we tee off on Monday for the final round, which hopefully you and I will be uh, square nose to nose again in the final round of the NCO. That's for a different topic. But anyways, the section calendar is stacked. Uh, I'm excited about it. I'm Tone, thank you for doing that. Um, I know it's not easy with all the uh, all the events you got to get to and marking the golf courses and and uh, racing around. But hopefully on some of these programs, we make it easy for them. And we can, uh, you know, we can get some good participation. I, I, I'm telling you, Scotty, if golf pros who are listening to this, if you haven't taken some of your amps to a pro-am, you need to do that. It's It's been a home run for me here in Olivia. I, I tell people, Tony, I don't think I've ever told you this, but I have people from the Olivia Golf Club that say, hey, when am I going to get an invite? And and my my ears just perk up as soon as I hear that, like, oh, they feel like they're being left out. I mean, Scotty, you know how important it is to them to kind of hang out and to have some fun with their golf pro. I mean, I, I don't know who you're going to get now, but, you know, maybe maybe you still have some friends. <laughs> I think I'll be I'll, I think I'll be just fine. I mean, okay. it's, uh, it's something that um, I, I, I love pro-am golf. It's uh, a lot of times you're with members who who become friends. And it's a time when you can just relax and and get away and and also grow those relationships and play playing competitive golf. There's no greater joy joy for me. So uh, do we want to hit on some of these new proams? Because you yes. know we've got our regular staples. Yes. Uh, but there's quite a few new events. You know the Twin Cities Open, obviously. Hit the new uh, proam, Scotty. Okay, so we've got um, June sixth. Onika Ridge Invitational, John Hatcher, who plays in a fair amount of pro-ams himself. He's always been a big supporter of mine because uh, he's always played up at Minnewaska. That's uh, June 6th. I think that's a Sunday. Have you ever played Onika Ridge? I have not. I was supposed to run a PAT there, but then I got bumped. Ooh. Ooh. That was years well, ago. Okay. So I've never played Onika Ridge either um it looks like it's a little bit shorter so it could be some birdies and john said i mean it sounds like a phenomenal event i talked to john this winter so um now the next one kwlm pro-am at eagle creek your neck of the woods tell us a little bit about that one well that's kind of my pro-am more or less scotty although uh we had to get uh joe wasaki on board he's the head pro at eagle creek there and um i'll tell you you know, we're fighting some stuff right now with the USGA, which uh, will come out in regards to um, gift certificates and paying AMS. But once we got through that, Joe was like, let's go. Let's bring this thing on. Can't wait. And so the radio station that I work for, KWLM, I pitched the idea to them because the Wilmer Jr. Golf Foundation has wanted to have one for the last four or five years. And we just never pulled the trigger. And so finally, we got the pro purse. We have the format. We're only, here's the beautiful thing for those listening. We're only doing 24 teams. That's it. I've always, you remember when you played up at mine up in Rutgers, Scotty, I'm a big believer in pace of play is important for pro-ams. And there is some drivable par fours at Eagle Creek that if we had 28 to 30 teams, 
it could really get stacked up on, you know, 10, oh, yeah. 11, 12. Yep. Those could really become a problem. And so I was hoping with the only six holes of double up that we'll be able to, to move through at a reasonable pace. Again, a shorter golf course, but a gem. I absolutely love Eagle Creek. So um, I think we're going to have some fun there. And um, I, I've already got eight or nine teams. I actually got asked, Scotty, from some AMs in Wilmer to play with them. And I'm like, I'm really? sorry, my team's, my team's already filled. So what, <laughs> is, what does that take us to the next one? Is the next one in August, the next new one? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, a couple of uh, newer ones at River Valley Charities Prime at New Richmond. You played at that last year. Yeah. And that was a very well-run event. Todd Kepper's just killed it there. Great am a tea gift, which you don't always get. But um, I offered to even buy the shoes from some of my ams. And they were like, no, no, I did my homework. That's better than the entry fee. So great pro-am there. If, if you haven't played in it, you might want to get a hold of Todd immediately. Yeah, no, I, I did reach out to Todd. And this is new, even since I looked at it, Geneva Golf Club has a pro scratch. Did you know that? Yeah, I played in it last year um, okay. because I, I had some, um, again, I play in too many things, Scotty, my wife will say. But uh, again, it's a nice warm up. I think Brady, uh, Brady and his team were like 17 under. Brady shot like 64 or 65 or something like really? that. Really? And then he killed it again in his in their pro am two weeks later. So um, yes, you'll it's right in your hometown. You'll be at both of those, I'm sure. So is it the, the side note? It, the scores are always so low at Geneva. It, aren't they? Does it that golf course doesn't seem that easy to me? No, I, I, I don't shoot that. Although I do, you know what, now that you say that, I do seem to shoot around par a lot there. So it must be easy. <laughs> All right. But, uh, but again, par isn't good enough around there. So, and then August 6th, we've got uh, the Omni Brewery Pro-Am at Braemar. Our good friend, Jay Meyerhoff. Uh, I know that uh, some of the proceeds are going back to the section. It's a, it's a fundraiser as well. So uh, at Braemar, which we had Luther there two years ago, I believe, three, two or three years ago with the redesign. So it, uh, I mean, it's, that, that's going to be a great event. Uh, I think Omni's kicking in quite a bit of money as well. Yeah, and I don't drink beer, Scott. So again, I'll, um, it should be a great event for me. Some, some yeah. of the other people who like to drink a lot of beer, they might, uh, you know, maybe they won't remember. <laughs> or maybe they won't play well. You know, again, that's what uh, Fessler always used to tell me about the Vegas events. Just go to bed, Greg. You'll yeah. win a lot of money. Just go to bed. Yeah. You got to yep. What else that's you got cool. on that calendar? Uh, let's see. Uh, last is the Team Gilboa Scholarship Pro-Am at Crosswoods. Now, this is up near your old neck of the woods. I've never played Crosswoods. Funny enough, I never have either. Uh, but uh, the Stone, I think it's. No, not the Stone. Yeah, it is the Stone family, right? Is that Savannah's somehow relatives to them, I believe, are the okay. owners. I think. I, I could be wrong. Anyways, um, it's a horrible date for me, Scotty, because it's club, it's club championship weekend here in Olivia. And I'm hoping that they don't run up on that with a lot of people. Um, yeah. Hopefully they can have a good turnout because typically the Brainerd Pro-Ams, they fill up. Typically. And I know Madden's wasn't well attended last year, but I know they called me. They said, Greg, what else can we do? 
what do we got going on and how do you think we can make this better? And it was an awesome event uh, at the classic there. So the Brainerd Proams do very well. Uh, Tim Johnson moved his early this year to get out of the, uh, they have some construction going on that we saw, but I hope that they do well up there at Crosswoods. It's a fun little golf course from what I hear, but I've never played it. Okay. And then uh, that's about it for the new ones. Although Lakeville South boys golf pro-am uh, my good buddy, Kirk Reiners runs the Lakeville South team. And he is uh, he's kind of started this and it was successful last year and this will be year two for it. Okay. So tone did just send us a little note, Scotty, that uh, Savannah Smith used to be Savannah stone. And that it, it is their family, I believe, that owns that and runs it. Okay. So anyway, okay. she is the pro up there. So, again, support her in any way possible. She was at Hazeltine for a little bit. Yes, yes. Uh, um, so, anyway, so Scotty, uh, is that it for section or for events on the calendar that you're kind of looking at? Yeah, those are the new ones. Uh, you know, just maybe to highlight our majors. Uh, the, 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 let's see here. The senior opens at Keller this year. Uh, I got my money on M Mark Foley winning it. He's been playing a lot of golf. In Cabo. Uh, state yes, that state opens at Shaska, where everybody should be familiar. We've had uh, the four ball and match play. Uh, match plays at Mendicota, as we hit on earlier. Uh, let's see. The where uh, women's state opens at Minnesota Valley this year and uh, section championships at Stone Ridge and, and uh, assistance championships at my old stomping grounds, Winsong farm and uh, golf champions is back at Minneapolis golf club. So those are kind of our majors this year in October again, right? Golf champions. Yes, because it's a little bit later because we got that Ryder cup week in there. That's right. All right, Scotty, so, do you want to uh, introduce our next guest in our next segment? Yeah, Kaylee, come on on. Uh, turn that camera on. Make sure you're off a mute. Um, maybe <laughs> yeah, introduce, hey, yourse introduce yourself. Obviously, you were at the section champ, um, but you're still relatively new to the staff. Given everything, uh, everybody might not know you. Uh, I think they know your last name uh, because of your mm -hmm. father. Um, so maybe just introduce yourself and, and give us a little update. What's the state of the section right now? Yeah. So my name's Kaylee Ekstrom and I kind of got involved with the section as my dad, Drew Ekstrom is a PGA pro. Also my uncle, Heath Ekstrom up at Superior National. Uh, we have huge family ties to golf. Uh, so I was hired on last summer as an event coordinator, but with the pandemic, uh, my role kind of changed a lot to kind of touch everything within the section and so I've gotten to be a part of big major events and then also junior golf. Um, so some updates with the state of the section this year are because of the pandemic last year drive chip and putt was canceled and now this year we're back on. So in the Minnesota section we're hosting 15 qualifiers and three sub-regionals with over 600 kids already registered. So those are awesome numbers. Registration opened up on March 1st. And, um, you know, we're ready for that to start this year. So, yeah, Kaylee, so Kaylee, does Kat, who runs those drive chip and putts now for us? Because that used to be uh, Kathy Swanson. And now who yep. is, that? is that Catherine? Now it's Catherine. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's going to be loading up the van and heading to all of those this summer. 
So, so 15 of them, where, what parts of the state are all those in? Do you have any offhand there? Um, not offhand today, but I definitely can send some updates. Okay. We definitely have one in Superior, um, but all over the state as well as the Dakotas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's, uh, what, what is the age on those again? Do you remember? The age on the Do DCBs. we need the fact checker for yeah, this one? Yeah, we might need the fact checker on this one. <laughs> Tone, find us but, the age on those, would you? I know, I know if you're 46, you're too old. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't old, think so. I, I can't get that free pass although, to Augusta National? No, no. But although there is other sections, which we've talked about it a little bit, 7 to 15, my daughters can compete in it this year. Um, but uh, some other sections do have drive, chip, and putts for their PGA members. I, don't I think that'd be do fun. That. I'm a terrible chipper. Say, I'm a I terrible like putter. I, no, it isn't, Kaylee. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. Some of us would be embarrassed by our short game, Scotty. We could now, Kaylee. Just so you know, we couldn't. We can't just walk out of our clubhouse like Scotty used to up at Minnewaska and chip and putt for an hour, hour and a half while <laughs> yeah. on the clock. We don't all get that, so we don't have short games like Scotty. Your office is so close to the short game area at Olivia. You literally could just hop out a window and get there, couldn't you? I, I have to work. Oh, Kaylee, what, right, else, Kaylee, you what else you got for us? Yeah, just quickly, um, this week on March 17th, the junior schedule is going to be released. And this is a pretty big deal for all of our kids involved in the mini prep and junior tour programs. They can make their lottery selection choices of the events they'd wish to participate in until the deadline is Friday, April 30th at 4.30 Central Time. Um, so if you make your selections within that time frame, you'll have as good of a chance as anyone to get into events that you'd like to participate into. Scotty, this came up in our in our board meeting today. How big yeah. the junior events are. Yeah, it's uh, the players tour, nine out of the 12 are full already. Um, yeah, I've, it, everything goes live uh, for the other tours on Wednesday, it's crazy, the amount of demand. Um, you asked if we need Tiger. According to our junior tour, we don't right now. It's, <laughs> it's pretty crazy, the numbers. Um, so, and any PGA members, I'm, I'm calling you, if you haven't hosted a junior event in the last year, yeah, just the last year, there's some out there that haven't hosted ever, Greg, ever. We need your help. I have. Yeah, I know. Hey, I'm not blaming you. Thank you, buddy. Hey, Kaylee, any stress yeah. yet from Carla in the uh, in the office there? I mean, last Monday when Players Tour went live, that was a little stressful for a little bit, but it's exciting to see numbers this big and have, like Scott said, people who want to be involved in golf. I, I find yeah, it intriguing. I, I, I don't know. Go ahead, no, Scotty. Greg, I did see Carla running behind Kaylee, so I think she's she's doing okay, but she's she's teetering on the edge of sanity right yeah. now. Yeah, she oh. might have to be a future guest. Oh, yes. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. What else you got for us, Kaylee? Yeah, last one quick as we're all talking about all the fun programs that Tone has for us and everything else. Event registration for the section begins on Monday, March 22nd at 9 a.m. 
Yeah, you got to, I think that uh, Twin Cities Open, Greg, the other one that, you know, filled up the last two years, which surprised us, and you and I pushed hard for it, was the match play. I know you're not playing this year, but it's the first 64, and that's members only. And I think if, if members don't fill it, then then apprentice or associates get a chance at it. But those are two for sure that I want to sign up for right away. And Greg, you're signing up for the tape mark after this call, right? Okay, so I got some problems with this, Kaylee. Oh, so geez. help me out here. Is there any way that a guy can get a special treatment on a tee time if he runs a tournament on a Saturday at his golf course that really I just have to get started and kind of be here for once it gets going, it's kind of self-operating, but I don't want to be that guy that says, Hey, I have to tee off at two 30. Otherwise I can't play. Kaylee, what do you think? Is that a possibility? Tone? You know, if, yeah. If I was going to say, if I got to be in charge of uh, setting tee times, I definitely could have a little bit more influence, but we'll kind of relate that more to town. Tone, Tone, yeah. Scott and I have had this issue here um, where some people think that they always get what they want on this, and I don't want to be that guy. So what? What's? how would you want a guy like me who's stuck in this? I have a 10 o'clock shotgun start, 72 players at a 9-0 course. That's a full tournament. I can't miss that start and get it going. But if I teed off at 2.30 or something, I could make it happen. So – what do you got for me? Um, just say send me an email with uh your with whatever your schedule is, and we'll try to make it work. As you know, I mean, I can't like I always say to everybody, I can't promise anything, but if we're aware of it, we can try to do our best. You know, God, to... I hate being that guy, Scott. Well, Tone knows because I was very busy last year. I had quite a few requests for Tone. Um. <laughs> And here's my thing, Greg, is in, in an event like the State Open or the Tape Mark where you're going opposite one day, you're going afternoon, one day you're going early. If you have a request, it's not like you're going to get somehow get the morning twice. That's impossible. So Tone and, you know, Vincent and Darren have always been super flexible because they know that um, most of us are working, Greg. And we, okay, we, we don't have the flexibility. I'm not going to hold your feet to the fire, but if I have to withdraw because I, I have a 11-17 tea time on Saturday, I'm going to be the first to tell you I'll have to withdraw. Right, if you just let me know you want PM on X day, I will do my best. We'll have, we should have that flexibility to do that. Kaylee, I, I, you heard it here on Club Pro <laughs> Chatter. Again, I'm sorry to everybody out there, but I really want to play in the tape mark. I never have toned. Three days, three days for those of us with jobs is hard. Scotty's always made it. So I make uh, it a priority. <laughs> it'd be it'd be great to get to get you on, Greg. So yeah. Thank you, Tone. I'm gonna, you know what? With that being said, I'm gonna try my hardest to do it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to my guy in Wilmer who's played it in the past. And I, I think that maybe we'll get a team and I'll I'll send you those requests. So Kaylee, Perfect. you got anything else for us? Those are the main things I had today. All right. Scotty, take it away. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for uh, hopping on to Club Pro Chatter. Thanks, Kaylee and Tone. Uh, thanks, Minnesota Section PGA, uh, for letting us do this uh, fun thing. Uh, season four, episode one. Uh, I'm Scott McDonald. Uh, my co-host or host A, Greg Snow, 
from the Olivia Golf Co-hosts. Club. We're oh, equals, okay. baby. Okay. Uh, signing off, episode one. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.